الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful we continue the explanation of surah number 96 surah al-alaq verse number 6 كلا إن الإنسان ليطع أن رآه استغنى very demand does transgress in disbelief and in evil deeds Amra'ahu istaghna because he considers himself self-sufficient Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is saying kalla inna al-insana layata this term kalla it means haqqan it means haqqa meaning truly meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is affirming without any doubt that man does transgress all bounds and man here is not a particular person referring to man mankind each one from the children of Adam if he sees himself self-sufficient فَإِنَّهُ يَطْعَى then he will transgress and Tughyan is from transgressing the limits in disbelief and or evil deeds So, he considers himself self-sufficient. If he considers himself self-sufficient from the mercy of Allah, he will give no heed and he will not really, he wouldn't give any care. He wouldn't care, alaykum salam, and will transgress. And if he sees that himself is self-sufficient, that he doesn't need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in bringing forth what he in relieving the person from hardship then he wouldn't turn to Allah and wouldn't care and if he feels self-sufficient with his health he will forget about illness and if he feels self-sufficient by feeling full then he will forget hunger and if he feels self-sufficient by having all the clothes then he will forget nakedness and such and so forth it is from his nature the nature of rebellion and transgression when he sees himself being self-sufficient however the believer is not considered from those the believer from mankind is not considered from those because the believer doesn't see himself sufficient in no need of Allah not for a moment, not for the blinking of an eye he is always continuously in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking him for all of his needs referring to him and returning to him at times of difficulties and at times of ease 
And he sees that if Allah would leave him to himself, he would leave him to his weakness and ability and inability. And that he possesses no power over benefit or hair to himself. This is the believer. However, man, in terms of his essence as a man, then it is from his nature, rebellion and transgression. This is, the, this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in Surah Al-Ahzab 33 verse, verse 72 Truly we did offer the amana, the trust which is the, or the moral responsibility or honesty and all the duties which Allah had ordained on man to the heavens and the earth and the mountains but they declined to bear it and we and were afraid of it meaning afraid of Allah's punishment but man bore it verily he was unjust to himself and ignorant of its results then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said threatening this transgressor Reminding him, Inna ila rabbika ruja'a. Surely unto your Lord is the return. Verse number 8. Unto your Lord is the return. Surely unto your Lord is the return. So, regardless of to the extent of the extent that you transgress and become haughty and disdainful and feel self-sufficient, then your return is to Allah Azza wa Jal. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Ghashiyah, in Surah Al-Ghashiyah 88, verses 23 to 26, Nay, verily man does transgress all bounds. Okay, now in Surah Al-Ghashiyah, chapter 88, verse 23 and 24, 25 and 26 save the one who turns away from away and disbelieves then Allah will punish him with the greatest punishment Verily to us will be their return. This is the point of evidence. Verily to us there will be their return. Inna ilayna iyabahum, thumma inna alayna hisabahum. Then verily for us will be their reckoning. And since the return is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in all matters, then no one can escape the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one can also escape the reward and or the justice of Allah. And in this saying, in, in, in the saying of Allah, إِنَّ إِلَى رَبِّكَ الرُّجْعَى Surely unto your Lord is the return. We may say that it is even more comprehensive than just the warning. Meaning it comprises the warning, but it also more comprehensive, and therefore the meaning would be that to Allah is the return in all matters. Legislative matters, in the legislative matters, the believers return to the book and the sunnah. As in Surah 4, verse 59. 
and when you dispute concerning any matter then refer it to Allah and his messenger this is in what these are in matters that are of of legal affairs of legal matters we refer them to Allah as well as al-umur al-kawniyya the universal matters they also al-marji'u fiha ilallah all things pertaining to the universal matters also they should be referred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in surah al-anthal chapter 8 verse 9 إذ تستغيثون ربكم فاستجاب لكم and when you sought help of your Lord and he answered you Remember when you sought help of your Lord and he answered you saying I will help you with a thousand of the angels each behind the other following one another in succession. So the slave should have no return except to Allah in all of his affairs because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what he wishes. Even these matters which occur between the people from wars and afflictions and evil Allah had preordained them to occur. However, لكنه قدرها لحكمة. However, He ordained them because of a wisdom behind that. As Allah subhanahu wa taala made it clear in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter two, verse two fifty three. ولو شاء الله مقتتل الذين من بعدهم من بعد ما جاءتهم البينات ولكن اختلفوا فمنهم من آمن ومنهم من كفر ولو شاء الله مقتتلوا ولكن الله يفعل ما يريد if Allah had willed succeeding generations would not have fought after clear verses fought against each other after clear verses of Allah had come to them but they differed Some of them believed and some of them, others are disbelievers. And if Allah willed, they would not have fought against one another, but Allah does what He likes. And all of Allah's actions are according to His foreknowledge, wisdom and justice. So in this verse, verse number 8, There is warning to man, the man who transgresses when he sees himself self-sufficient, doesn't need Allah. And in this verse as well, there is more comprehensive meaning, that is, in all matters, in all affairs, they all return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah said in the next verse, verse number 9, أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يَنْهَا عَبْدًا إِذَا Means, tell me about this man. And be amazed concerning the affair of this man, this man who prevents the slave if he goes to the prayers. So this verse, فَفِي الْآيَةِ نَاهٍ وَمَنْهِ In this verse there is a preventer and a prevented. The preventer is the tyrant of the pagan Arabs in his times, Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl of Quraysh, his name. 
uh, the Qurayshis used to call him Abal Hakam because they used to take him as a reference in their disputes Al Hakam as a judge and they refer to him so فَاغْتَرَّ بِنَفْسِهِ so he became arrogant <coughs> and abandoned Islam and died on kufr meaning he didn't يعني, uh, accept Islam and died on kufr as it is known this man the Prophet وسلم, called him Aba Jahl as in the hadith reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim in opposition for the name he carried from the side of Quraysh as being Abu al-Hakam Abu al-Hakam you know as the judge so and this is the preventer and the prevented was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he is the slave referred to in this verse Abdan idha salla this Abu Jahl this person of the Quraysh, the tyrant of Quraysh it was said to him that Muhammad was praying by the Kaaba in front of everybody dissuading the people turning them away from their idols and their gods on one day he passed by him while the Prophet peace be upon him was prostrating in the prayers so he prevented him and he said to him I have prevented you so how come you do it the Prophet yelled at him so he returned then it was told him again that Muhammad is still praying then he said then he made an oath and he said لَإِنْ رَأَيْتَهُ لَأَطَأَنَّ عُنُقَهُ بِقَدَمَيْ If I see him, Muhammad وسلم, then I will put my feet on his neck وَلَأُعَفِّرَنَّ وَجْهَهُ بِالتُرَادِ Then I will cover his face with dust sprinkle dust on his face or cover his face with dust فَلَمَّا رَآهُ ذَاتَ يَوْمٍ سَاجِدًا When he saw him one day prostrating by the Kaaba he came to him in order to fulfill his oath when he came he found between the Prophet and himself a barrier, a ditch of fire and horrible things that he never saw before then he turned away fleeing turned away on his heels running away and he was unable to reach the Prophet this is reported in Sayyid Muslim so it is amazing the status of this person preventing the slave from performing the prayers and that's why it came in another verses doesn't he know that Allah sees and that he will give him the due punishment so araita in kana ala al-huda have you 
Can we have the verse number 11 please? Yeah, number 11 please. Tell me if he No, we need that. Ara'ayta in kana al huda number Yes. Tell me if he is on the guidance of Allah. Meaning, tell me, you addressed in this verse, if this one who is prostrating is Muhammad is on guidance, فَكَيْفَ تَنْهَاهُ So, how come you prevent him from doing that? Or, أَوْ أَمَرَ بِالتَّقْوَى Or, enjoys piety? Some of the people of tafsir, of the scholars of explanation of the Quran said, أو أمر بالتقوى, or enjoys piety, said, said that this or, this or, meaning أو, it means, it takes the meaning of the letter, of the article, و. So it will be an addition, يعني, وأمر بالتقوى. Not أو أمر بالتقوى, it means, and enjoys piety. And the correct opinion is that it is for يعني, either this or that for variation. So it would mean therefore in tell me if he is on guidance from well, in guidance by performing sujood and salah. Or Amara or he enjoys others to fear Allah. Because the Prophet والسلام, there is no doubt that he was good in himself and also correcting others in joining piety. Then tell me, Alam Yalam Bianna Allah Yara Alam Yalam Bianna Allah Yara Doesn't he know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees? He sees the prevented Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the one who is enjoining goodness, and he sees the preventer, the tyrant, who prevents the slave from frustration. Doesn't he know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees? Ilman wa ru'ya, knowledge and seeing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees everything, no matter how minute and no matter how hidden. And he knows of everything, irrespective of how far it is, irrespective how big or small, too much or too little. He knows of the one who commands and the one who prohibits, and he saw and he knows of the one praying and prostrating, and he knows of the one who transgresses. And he knows of the one who submits, and he will recompense each in accordance with his own deeds. Al-Maqsud, what is intended here from this warning, Maqsud bin Hada, what's really intended here is to give warning to that who prevents the person from praying to pray, and to make it clear that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows of his affairs, and of the affair of the one who is preventing him, and that each will be recompensed accordingly by that which is deserving.
So there is a warning for this person who used to prevent the Prophet ﷺ from performing the prayers. Alam ya'lam hadha rajul doesn't this man know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and hears about him and that Allah the Most High encompasses all of what this person doing and he will recompense him either in this life or in this life and the hereafter. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kalla لَإِنْ لَمْ يَنْتَهِ لَنَفْسَعَمْ بِالْمَاصِيَةِ The verse number 15 please. Nay, if he, Abu Jahl, meaning this tyrant of Quraysh, seizes not, we will catch him by the forelock. The forelock, a masiyah. Masiyatin kadibatin khati'ah. A lying, sinful forelock. Meaning, by Allah, Wallahi la'in lam yantahi lanasfa'an bin nasiyah. Verily, we will catch him by the forelock. And we'll catch him lana'khudanna bishidda. Strongly. Al-nasiyah muqaddim al-ra'as. The forelock. So this will be the forelock of Abu Jahl in this case. And is it intended to be in this life, catching him by his forelock, or in the hereafter that he'll be caught by his forelock and immersed in the fire of hell? It could mean this and it could mean that. He indeed it could mean that he in this life could be taken from his forelock and he was taken in the battle of Badr when he was killed with the rest of the mushriks and it also could mean it also could mean that he will be taken by his forelock on the day of resurrection and immersed and thrown in the fire of hell as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in surah al-Rahman chapter 55 verse 41 يعرف المجرمون بسيماهم فيؤخذ بالنواصي والأقدام The مجرمون, the kafirs, the disbelievers and the wrongdoers, the criminals will be known by their marks, black faces. They will be seized by their forelocks and their feet. And we know from the general discussions which we had before that if a verse accommodates two meanings, such that there is no contradiction between them, then it is the correct approach to take them to mean both meanings. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this forlock by saying, نَاصِيَةٍ كَاذِبَةٍ خَاطِئَةٍ A lying, sinful forlock. Meaning, mawsufa bil kadib. It's qualified by this description of lying. And there is no doubt that the greatest thing that comes from the unbelievers and the biggest lie is that annahum yadda'una anna ma Allahi alihatan ukhra. That they claim that there are other gods besides Allah. فَإِنَّ هَذَا أَكْذَبُ الْقَوْلِ وَأَقْبَحُ الْفِعْلِ This is the greatest lie 
and the most despicable act khati'a sinful forelock meaning murtakiba lil khata'i amdan intentionally sins and let it be known anna hunaka farqan bayna khati' wa mukhti' that there is a difference between the sinner wrong and the mistaken as to the one who is sin- the sinner the wrong doer al khati in arabic it refers to the one who does that intentionally al mukhti he does that but due to er- to ignorance so this one is not held accountable he is excused however the former one the mukhti' is not as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-haqqah chapter 69 verse 37 لا يأكله إلا الخاطئون لا يأكله إلا الخاطئون 69 verse 37 Man will eat except the khati'un, the sinners, the disbelievers, those who are intentionally on this uh, belief. However, in the other case, Allah states in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 286, meaning for those that who are excused, alaykum salam, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا In the first it was الخاطئون intentionally sinning or disbelieving etc. Here رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Our Lord punishes not punish us not if we forget or fall into error fall into error and Allah responded to their dua to the invocation yes فَقَالَ اللَّهُ قَدْ فَعَلْتُ I have indeed forgiven you. This is reported in Muslim. Naam. And this is also and this is also the case with the two Arabic terms القاصد والمقصد القاصد I will put it down إن شاء الله القاصد and المقصد القاصد هو الجائر the transgressor المقصد the one who is just العادل قال الله تعالى وأقصطوا إن الله يحب المقصطين and be equitable as in Surah Al-Hujurat chapter 49 verse 9 and be equitable verily Allah loves those who are equitable yet in the other verse where it refers to those transgressors in Surah Al-Jinn in 72 verse 15 
in Surah Al-Jinn, chapter 72, verse 15, And as for the disbelievers, Al-Qasitun, they shall be firewood for hell. They shall be firewood for hell. So, khati'ah, in this verse, which you came today, khati'ah, concerning the forelock, this is the one, murtakiba lil-ithmi amda, that is uh, uh, intentionally sinful, intentionally sinful. Then Allah says about him, in surah, in the same chapter, فَلْيَدْعُ نَادِيَةً Chapter 17, uh, verse 17, verse 17, This is, Listen to the wording, how it's come from my mouth, inshallah, how the pronunciation is coming. فَلْيَدْعُ فَلْيَدْعُ فَلْ This lamb in فَلْ This lamb لِلْتَحَدِّي this lamb is for tahaddi, for challenge. Meaning, if he is truthful, let him. And he has power, and his ability, let him. This is the challenge, let him. Call upon his council of helpers. And the council, you know, this is the people sit, talk about things, and agree on certain things, and you know, chat and so forth and this Abu Jahl this Abu Jahl was magnified, he was the tyrant of Quraysh of his times he was magnified in his, uh, amongst his tribe and he had a council he had a council meeting with people there and in their affairs so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges him by saying here فَلْيَدْعُنَا دِيَهُ let him go and ask those people of his council, of his tribe, call upon his councils of helpers, let, him, let them help him. There is no doubt that this is tahaddi, this is a challenge. It is like saying you're into your enemy, now if you have supporters and helpers, then come forward, or the like. Words from the words of challenge. Let him call upon his council. We will call the guards of hell to deal with him. Meaning we have We have those who are far stronger and in might than those from the counsel of this man. Allah is referring to the angels, the guards of hell. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described Malaikat al-Nar bi-annahum ghilaadun shidad. Allah described the guards of hell from the angels as stern and severe. Stern in their stance and in their character and severe in their might and strength Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-tahreem ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu surah al-tahreem 66 alaykum as-salam 66 verse 6 
Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu all who you believe qū anfusakum wa ahlīkum nāra protect yourself and your family nāra naam yes or you believe ward off from yourselves and your families a fire hell whose fuel is men and stones waqūduha an-nāsu wal-hijāra عليها ملائكة غلاظ شداد over which are appointed angels stern and severe غلاظ شداد stern and severe لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم who disobey not from executing the commands of Allah ويفعلون ما يؤمرون but they do that which they are commanded So they are not, so they are not unable to execute what Allah commands them. And Allah described them with two great qualities. They don't disobey Allah in the commands that He commands them to do, which they receive from Him. And they carry out that which they are commanded. Not to execute the command of Allah could be due to incapacity or due to disobedience. For example, the person who is unable to perform the obligatory prayers is standing up, it could be to his inability and it could be to his disdainfulness and arrogance, not executing the command of Allah. However, the angels guarding the hellfire they are not qualified with this incapacity or inability they have power and strong power and ability and they don't disdain to execute the command they are qualified with perfect humility and submissiveness these are the guards of hell the angels who are guarding hell so, لا يمكن لهذا وقومه وناديه أن يقابلوهم أبدا. This man, Abu Jahl, this tyrant, and his people cannot stand to face these angels. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this challenge, سندعو الزبانية, we will call the gods of hell. كلا, the last verses please. كَلَّا لَا تُطِعْهُ وَسْجُدْ وَاقْتَرِبْ كَلَّا meaning truly لَا تُطِعْهُ meaning don't obey this man who prevents you from praying بَلِسْجُدْ وَلَا تُبَالِي rather fall in prostration and don't give him any care وَإِذَا كَانَ اللَّهُ نَهَى نَبِيَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمْ أَنْ يُطِعْهَ هَذَا الرَّجُلُ if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands his prophet not to obey this man This means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will stand to help him. Help the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. It means, if'al ma tu'mar, go, O Muhammad, and execute what I order you, wala yahummannaka hadha rajul. And don't worry regarding this man. Wajjud lillahi azza wa jal, and prostrate. 
to Allah. And the prostration here, it refers to salah. وَلَكِنْ عَبَّرَ بِالسُّجُودِ عَنِ الصَّلَاةِ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicated the salah through the word prostration. لِأَنَّ السُّجُودِ رُكْنٌ فِي الصَّلَاةِ لَا تَصِحُّ إِلَّا بِهِ Because prostration is a pillar. Without it, the salah is invalid. Then he said, كَلَّا لَا تُطِعْهُ وَسْجُدْ وَاقْتَرِبْ وَاقْتَرِبْ Meaning draw near. Draw near to Allah. Because the one in prostration... He is أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ He is most near to his Lord. As, the Muhammad, as Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, our messenger said, أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِدٍ The closest a person could be, nearest, the slave could be to Allah is in the state of prostration, as reported in Sahih Muslim. And he, عليه الصلاة والسلام, said, أَلَا وَإِنِّي نُهِيتُ أَنْ أَقْرَأَ الْقُرْآنَ رَاكِعًا أَوْ سَاجِدًا I have been prohibited, forbidden, to recite the Qur'an in ruku' and in sujood, in bowing and in prostration. فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوع As to the bowing, فَعَظِّمُ فِيهِ الرَّبِّ Then magnify your Lord. Meaning mention His greatness during ruku' وَأَمَّا السُّجُودِ فَأَكْثِرُ فِيهِ الدُّعَاءِ as to the prostration, then make abundant dua while in the state of prostration. فَقَمِنٌ أَنْ يُسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ Meaning it's worthy that you will be answered. This surah, Surah Al-Alaq, is a great surah. ابتدأها الله عز وجل بما من به على رسوله عليه الصلاة والسلام من الوحي. In the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed his favors upon his prophet by mentioning the revelation he received. Then, then he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ended up this, this surah with mentioning the sujood, the salah, and its prostration and drawing nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah an yarzuqana al-qiyama bita'atihi wal-qurba minh. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow upon us the ability to perform the worship in the way that pleases him and to make us from those who get nearer and nearest to him, and to make us from his righteous, submissive believers. إِنَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ He is able to do all things. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This brings the end of this great of the explanation of this great surah, surah number ninety-six of the Noble Quran. Inshallah, in the next explanations, we'll go over Surah Al-Qadr, the pre-decree, chapter pre-decree of the pre-decree, and that will be chapter ninety-seven. تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم